Lunchtime Replay from Money FM 89.3. Hashtag Wanderlust with Tim Go only on Money FM 89.3. Right now, we've got uh, Lavinia Rajaram again from uh, Expedia. She is the head of communications for Asia Pacific for brand Expedia, of course. And she's here to talk about hotel behavior and how specifically Singaporeans behave in the hotels and how Singaporeans react to certain situations in uh, hotels. That's a very interesting topic to talk about, Lavinia. Welcome back. All right, Lavinia, let's talk about hotels and how people behave. There are different types of hotel uh, ratings, of course, five stars to two stars. But uh, in general, people should behave like they know they're staying with somebody else in the next room, right? You cannot assume, Tim. (laughs) Um, You know, we get all sorts of travelers from different countries of the world and each come with different um, behaviors, attitude, you know, respect to culture. Um, So you can expect anything when you stay at a hotel. You get get children, you get um, drunk guests, had way too much to drink at a party. Somebody um, banging on the wall. Yeah, or, you know, uh, or children skim- screaming down the hallway. Um, so you can expect anything at, at, a, at a hotel. There are hotels today that, that would um, classify adult-only hotels. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have uh, amenities within the hotels that are only confined to adults only. So you get your peace and quiet. That's Being adult-only, no, it's not. I know, yeah, it's not the guaranteed. These are drunk ones who party they all They are the night. ones who make the most noise at the end of the day. Yeah. So how are the behaviors of Singaporeans when it comes to, well, dealing with bad behavior of other people in hotels? What have you found? Well, firstly, Singaporeans uh, truly value peace and quiet um, and are generally less tolerant of bad etiquette by fellow guests during their hotel stays. Mm -hmm. Um, So they would actually, you know, more than 46% have indicated they would actually raise it up to the uh, reception. So they would call the reception um, to raise an issue if there are noisy neighbors or your in-room revelers, as we would call it, or hellway hell raises. And so more than 43% would actually raise a complaint to the hotel. Yeah, I've seen pictures of people having parties in hotels, which is fine and fun. But I often wonder what would the people next door think if you're, you know. I would think it's painful for the neighbors who are, um, you know, have checked into the hotel to have a restful um, stay. But then it it also doesn't stop you from complaining to um, the reception. Mm -hmm. Um, And it doesn't have to be noise that's coming from the hotel room. There are many times where you would stay in a hotel and there would be a construction that's happening and the hotel has not indicated that to the guests upon checking in. And most times it is a requirement for the property to inform the guests if there's a renovation that's taking place close by, there's a construction on the roadside, which is something they cannot control or guarantee. But I think it's also important for the the hotel to inform guests upon checking in. Uh, And if you're still open to that, then that's something that you cannot raise after. Mm. Uh, But there are things that you you cannot uh, control and these are, you know, your noisy hotel guests. Okay, let me give you an incident that happened to a friend of mine staying in Singapore, uh, traveling from overseas, stayed at a hotel. The hotel had some power maintenance that it had to do in the middle of the night, and they were not told about it. 
Oh, that's a that's a really difficult place to be in. So number one, you can actually raise that to the hotel. You know, most hotels would either move your room, they'll give you an upgrade if there are rooms available. But it also does uh, warrant to getting a refund for mm. that because it is in their jurisdiction to inform the guests upon checking in. Okay, there you go, guys. You can um, remember that when it happens, especially if it's a last minute thing. I mean, power disruption Absolutely. or, you know, if they have to do something with their with their power uh, supply, there's nothing you can do about it. Now, one other thing that I, um, I spoke to some hotel operators uh, or their managers about is the problem of people consuming prohibited drugs uh, inside their rooms. Is there something that can be done about this? And how receptive are Singaporeans or travelers when, when they encounter this? Sometimes you see residue when you check in. That is obviously a serious offense. And in the study, it, it was indicated that Singaporeans take this very seriously. Uh, when encountering hotel guests who smoke uh, marijuana or have consumed a form of uh, drugs, uh, more than 72% would actually call the front desk um, to ask them to take an action or some of them have resulted to even calling the authorities or informing the police mm. of such findings. Um, so they take it seriously. I don't think anyone should either. Um, it is a serious offence. All right, but uh, these things happen behind closed doors and in many ways there's nothing else the hotel can do unless something serious happens inside. It's, it's also a situation where you, you cannot assume at mm -hmm. the end of the day. Um, I think the first action you should make, and if you're feeling uncomfortable about the situation that you're put in, inform the hotel manager. If you still feel unsafe about the vicinity or the environment that you're in, and you feel your hotel manager has not acted on it, um, and then the second best thing is to inform the authorities. So for you yourself to, to tell the police about I think it. you can take responsibility mm. in doing that. Because I've heard that uh, some hotels, you know, these are regular customers that they don't want to push out because they, they, they pay the rack rate. They need something. Absolutely. For but that's also the risk that, you know, the hoteliers would have to take. Um, if you have guests that feel unsafe or they don't feel comfortable about their stay, or you could result that having being splashed in the front page of the newspapers next on the next day. So yeah, it's a risk that consider, yeah. it's a risk that the hoteliers would have to take um, if they feel they want to protect certain um, guests that, that stay mm. with them. If you're just joining us here on Hashtag Wanderlust, I have Lavinia Rajaram from Expedia exploring the many different ways Singaporeans typically behave when faced with certain situations in uh, or during their hotel stays overseas or even in Singapore. Okay, uh, Singaporeans love their staycations. Oh, uh, absolutely. And it, it, did you find anything uh, peculiar with the way they behave when they're doing their staycations in Singapore? In, so, in the last 12 months, Expedia has been looking at our travel data and what what has come out. And we really look at where Singaporeans are traveling on a quarter-to-quarter -quarter basis. Uh, Singaporeans are actually booking to stay in Singapore uh, whenever they have the opportunity or when they have their short breaks or long weekends. Um, it's a great finding, mm -hmm. um, not because they don't want to have the hassle of leaving the country. Uh, what I feel or what we feel that we're looking through our data is that, you know, some of our hotel partners in, in Singapore, Singapore have made great effort to really promote family stays. 
um, or staycation. So mm-hmm. they've really upgraded their vicinities. They're promoting activities that you can do in hotels in Singapore. So staycation has become a massive trend among Singaporeans. Some would do it just to get away from their families. <laughs> um, you know, couples would do it just to have a break from their kids. So right. they leave their kids at home with their parents and just to have a couple getaway. Uh, what was really nice to see is that more and more hoteliers are, are taking the opportunity uh, with this trend and really promoting for Singaporeans to stay at home and to enjoy Singapore. All right. What I've heard is that Singapore is one of those rare places where weekend uh, hotel room prices are actually not lower because a lot of locals do their staycations. It is not lower, but what you will find is that it offers great packages. So Mm. if you come with family, there are uh, properties in Singapore that would offer family-friendly rooms, activities for you to leave your kids so couples can go and have couple time. So you can have your kids uh, doing activities for the day and then you can go off and do your couple time. Or there are packages that will offer um, a great uh, relaxing um, staycation, like, you know, booking into a spa, you know, just relaxing by the poolside. Or some people would even book into a hotel just to catch up on their Netflix all day. (laughs) It's just a a concept of having to leave your home without having to leave the country. Yeah, I won't pack just because I want a staycation. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Not for me. But how about swimming pool behavior? We, uh, as a young kid, not that I ever did it, but I know people who would do do this, um, peeing in the pool as children because I've been pulled out of a pool because of some (laughs) mishap by other kids. That, that's hard to control, I would have to say, uh, Tim. But one of the findings that came out of the study is when uh, guests would stay at vacation rentals, uh, six in ten Singaporeans consider peeing in the pool to be the most inappropriate behavior as a guest. Oh, thank God um, <laughs> that they consider this inappropriate <laughs> and not normal. Uh, but this was also, um, you know, followed by the host, um, you know, wearing uh, wearing the host um, clothes or shoes or trying on items that are left behind in the home mm. uh, that. Can be absolutely inappropriate, uh, and more than fifty-eight percent have said that that is the second most intolerable thing about uh, staying at a vacation rental. A vacation rental outside of Singapore, within Singapore, oh, within, within, within Singapore, Singapore or outside okay. of Singapore. Oh, very interesting. What about? Uh, and this is something that always interests me: people taking things from their hotel rooms. <laughs> <laughs> what can and can what? what can they take or can we take and what uh, should be left behind? Well, there's certain amenities that are offered in hotel rooms that are designed for you to actually take with you. And okay. so these are your your shampoos and, you know, your little uh, toiletries. That Especially now that a it. lot of them have branded uh, names on and, these. And pretty good. And I we, we know of guests that would actually um, hide those amenities as soon as they are topped up just to get more or would call for room service to to get a top up of it. I can raise really. my hands. I do that when the toiletry is <laughs> nice. <laughs> but there are also um, more and more hotels today are becoming eco friendly. So they're looking at you know how are they packaging these things. You know, trying to avoid the use of plastic, which is amazing and something that we we want to advocate for. So um, that's when the user dispenser in the that's shower right. for you to just that's use, right. right. That's right. Um, but there are you know through our study, we've also seen that people the the, the one item that people tend to take a lot are your your coffee and tea sets Mm. that they've placed in your room 
rooms. And some of the weirdest things like bathrobe, if you find a really good one, obviously something that's lush and fluffy and, you know, it's great. It feels great on you. Um, it doesn't stop people from taking that. And hotel towels, that's a strange thing to take. But hotel oh, towels really? are also one of the items that people people actually take home with them. They're so bulky, towels and bathrobes. Why and you don't know how many <laughs> million users have used exactly, it. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So these are the three, three items that, you know, have um, been uncovered of people taking from their room. There could be other quirky things that people would pack up in their suitcase, whatever that could fit. <laughs> but it's very interesting, uh, the distance and length that people would go to just to, just to take something but from the hotel room as a souvenir. Right? As it is normal yeah. because they think it's, it's – they take it in the with, with the intent of it being a souvenir. Yeah. Um, not stealing. Not stealing. Memorabilia of your stay. <laughs> but more hotel rooms are making that pricing available up front so they know that, you know, as soon as you check in, it's already indicated there will be a pricing list listed, you know, on your TV console or your site table just to remind you that these uh, have a price to it, mm. um, including Or you can your, order a new one if you want, right? You can order a new one if you want, including your um, in-room minibar. Mm. I, well, I recently stayed at a hotel where the in-room minibar menu well, there was a menu. It says it's almost free. The, yes, and and that which was that, very confusing to me because it's like, okay, which one is free and which one isn't? So you have to look, and the beer had a price on it. The rest didn't. So I didn't. Assume. Yeah, and traveling in, into different countries and region, I've personally have noticed in the European countries they're very generous uh, with their mini bar offering. They would leave you good quality biscuits, um, you know, chocolates, um, or leave you uh, when they come to do the um, evening turn down service. They will leave you little amenities to just to make your day better. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the ones that you want to keep on record and go back and stay with. And just as an afterthought after this discussion, uh, Lavinia, the hotel toiletries, I find, I don't know if you do or our listeners do, once you take them home, they don't smell as nice as when <laughs> they were in the hotel. <laughs> I think some of them were designed to be optimized in that hotel bathroom and not in your own home. That is something new that I've just discovered today. I will, I will take note of that. Okay, try the ones that you've taken and let me <laughs> I will for sure. Thank you, Tim. Thanks again, Lavinia. Lavinia Rajaram there from Expedia. Uh, enjoying this chat with you very much, uh, Lavinia. And those of you who are listening to us right now, if you've taken a shampoo or a lotion or a bath gel from the hotel, which you're entitled to do so, by the way. Let's just get that out of the way. You are entitled to take those things because that's just part of being in a hotel. But let me know. Do you think that when you use it at home, it doesn't have the same effect as when you use it in a hotel? I'm thinking maybe because some of these hotels, uh, you know, that particular smell of the toiletry that you're using is also infused in the air of the hotel. It's used as a linen fragrance in your hotel room, uh, bed sheets as well as the lobby and all those things. So it heightens that sensation of a particular signature smell of a hotel. And when you take that home, it, I mean, it still smells good. It just doesn't have that same magical effect. Well, let me know what you think. You've been listening to Hashtag Wanderlust. I'm Timothy Go here on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.